this is a place for powerful women. You've never followed their rules, and now is not the time to start. Whether you want to travel full-time, run your dream business, or retire early on a beach, I've got you covered. Each week, I'll give you tactical tips and strategies to build wealth in a way that's significant to you. No matter what your goal is, the path is out there. This is the Money Confident Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Todd. Get ready to light it up. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Money Confident Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Monica Rockstro. She is a career pep talker, and she has a business teaching women how to ask for what they deserve, um, basically navigate through your career in a way that's empowered, where you feel in charge, you are asking for what you desire and deserve. Um, So I'm really excited to talk to her. She's got a lot of really good nuggets for us. Um, So welcome to the podcast, Monica. Thanks so much, Jillian. I'm excited to be here and to chat with your Money Confidence audience. Yeah, of course. So as we get started, tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I own my own business, which just goes by my name, Monica Rockstro, where I help women uh, negotiate salaries as we work to close the gender pay gap. Um, I've always been the go-to person within my friends and family when anyone had an interview or when they knew that they wanted to negotiate their salary. So in 2018, people started asking if I had an hourly rate because, you know, they had a friend of a friend that they wanted to refer me to, but it kind of gets awkward when it's, you know, no longer first degree connection that one's held. You know, they, they feel awkward asking a favor for, for their friend. Um, so let me just like start my talk about money by saying, if you have a skill that is in demand and people are asking you for, even if it is not your career, make up an hourly rate. Like it honestly makes it less awkward for everyone if they can just hire you. Um, and then it helps you earn your own worth. So anywho, that's how it started to click that perhaps I should have a business doing this. Um, so in August of 2018, I formally launched my business, which then meant I had hourly rates, I had packages for women who wanted to prepare for an interview for a dream job or to strategize to negotiate either a new job offer or to negotiate with their existing employer. Um, And a little bit of why I've kind of found myself in this career. Um, I love traveling and seeing places outside of my small town in Western New York. And so basically I've routinely moved across oceans back and forth since my early twenties. And each time I moved, I left behind my network of career connections, whether it were employers or peers in the same industry, professors from where I studied. So because I moved from Buffalo, New York to Syracuse, New York to Northern Malawi, which is in Southeast Africa, back to Buffalo, then to Cape Town, South Africa. And now I'm in Naperville, Illinois, which is in the West suburbs of Chicago. So I felt that I had to work a little extra hard every time I switched jobs, not only to ace an interview, Um, But then also to work hard to negotiate when I didn't necessarily have local connections or experience, like local experience to use as leverage. But I wanted to ensure also that any job I took away from my home base being Western New York, um, I wanted to make sure that it paid a salary that I could comfortably fly home in case there were any kind of family emergency. Um, I found myself feeling like I often just a, a local average salary that was offered, you know, you can live comfortably locally, but you might not be able to fly internationally every year at that salary. 
So that was a lot of my motivation when living overseas um, to negotiate my salary to make sure that, you know, if I needed to get home for something that I could afford to. Otherwise, I felt like it was a little reckless living overseas so far from family if I couldn't hop on a plane. Um, So now here I am. I'm 33, turning 34 this summer, living in the Chicago suburbs, running my own business. Um, I left my day job in water resources a little over a year ago. Um, That's been my background in science. Um, And I'm loving life. I love getting a text a day or two after a consultation call with a woman, um, you know, maybe telling me how either they aced their interview or how we practiced for them to ask for more money at their performance review. And then they got X amount more money. Um, Like, I just love it. I'm loving what I'm doing. That's so awesome. I love that like reasoning behind it too. Like number one, I love the travel piece. Like over here, we like love travel. We love talking about like where you've been, where you want to go. Like those dreams. I love that you like went for it. You were like, I'm going to travel. I'm going to go live in South Africa, but I also need the money to know like that number one, I'm taking care of, but also like if I need to fly home, if I want to see my mom, like I can do that. Those things are available to me because I've negotiated that salary in. So I guess, tell me a little bit more into that. Like, how did you get the confidence to ask for the salary that you're worth? I think especially as women, we have a hard time asking for what we want or what we think we deserve, or we have a problem making too big of a splash. So how did you get that confidence to ask for the salary that you're worth? Yeah, I think so many of us wonder like how to ask for more. Um, We don't often openly speak about negotiating salary or, you know, asking our friend in the same industry. So what are you making? You know, what are you making this year? Like we just, money is a very taboo topic. I I love that the whole theme of your podcast is about money because we, especially as women need to be speaking about money more. Um, And I think the more we speak about it, the more confidence we gain. So in my instance, um, it's truly all thanks to practice. Like I mentioned earlier, I am a water resource scientist by training. I have an undergrad in environmental science. I have a master's in sustainable development and urban flooding, essentially. I've worked at nonprofits and engineering firms working on like urban flooding. It has nothing to do with money. Um, But I've been practicing asking for money since I was little. So I think it's truly something that anyone can do. It's just because this is my current profession doesn't make me special in asking for more in a salary. Anyone can do this, no matter where you are. And if you can afford to hire help, like working with me, or if you're navigating how to do this on your own, I think everyone can do it. So I personally grew up in a family that lived paycheck to paycheck. And that meant really frequenting garage sales during garage sale season. Um, Estate sales were like extra exciting because there's even more things. Um, so we, we went to yeah, garage sales often for things that we need. Um, so at a young age, I kind of learned that price tags are truly suggestions. <laughs> and I remember being really little and, you know, learning from my parents, essentially that if you clump more toys together, the more likely you could, you know, ask for a deal. <laughs> like if I'm getting a bike and a scooter and that basketball, you know, I can probably ask for more than if I were just going to go negotiate for the bike. So honestly, I think I've been negotiating since like elementary school. Um, Then the summer before high school, I was 12 years old working at a plant propagation farm um, where they grew plants, divided them, repotted them, and then supplied like garden centers. Um, And so I noticed that I was repotting plants like two to three times at the rate of the farmer's grandson. 
and he was 14 and I was 12. And you know, when you're 12, 14 is like way older. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't started high school yet. This guy's been in high school for two years. You know, it feels like 20 years older at the time. Um, so I decided one payday from this, this farmer would give me like cash in a little white envelope. I decided that I was going to bring this up, noticing that like, I know I get paid less than him because I'm not family and I'm two years younger. Um, but here I am working way harder. So I just basically one day counted how many plants I repotted and how many plants he repotted. And then when I was handed the white envelope, I just said, Hey, Mr. Farmer, um, you know, this, this, these are the statistics of the workday today. Is there any chance that I could earn as much as he's earning? And he just said, sure. And walked away. And at the time I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm making what a 14 year old is making. This is amazing. Obviously looking back, I should have asked to earn like two to three times what he was making because I was working two to three times harder. But anyways, you know, you live and you learn. Um, and luckily it was just like a one summer job. So it wasn't a you know a lifetime salary. So then more recently back in 2015, I was finishing my master's degree in Cape Town, South Africa. And a friend of mine's partner knew I was interviewing a lot and probably about to start getting job offers. And he said, let's meet for coffee and just practice some out loud. And I had done that so often for my friends and family, and I'd never had someone do it for me. And so we met at a coffee shop and I just practiced saying things out loud with him. And it made such a world of a difference. I was nervous. Like I had met him at barbecues. I had met him at like going out to dinner because he's like one of my friend's partners, but we weren't close friends. So practicing with him, like I had a lot of nerves going through, like pumping through my blood. And so I feel like I got so many nerves out by practicing with him that then when it came to the real deal, like it just helped. It helped so much. I felt you know, things were just rolling off my tongue a lot more smoothly. Um, so I would say that was a more recent example of something that helped me. Um, so I don't know, in summary, I guess just practice, you know, after he helped me in that way, I saw even deeper how me having helped people, you know, really could benefit them, whether they're interviewing or negotiating their salary. So that's, that's where I am now doing a business, doing just that. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's nothing special. It's just practice and anyone can do it again, whether they have resources to hire professional help or they're just doing it at home. You know, you don't, maybe don't practice with your partner at home because that's very comfortable. You can maybe ask a friend's partner or you can ask your sister's best friend to practice some of these things out loud. Um, the more kind of nerves you can get out beforehand, I think the better. Yeah, I really love that. I want to highlight two things that you just said, which was like, number one, when you were like working on the farm, it was rooted in like, I know that I'm doing great work. Like you like looked at the evidence, like staying grounded in like what you're worth, how great of a job you're doing of like, hey, like I'm not just asking for more money because like I want to buy more toys at the garage sale next weekend, right? It's like, I'm asking for more money because I know that I'm worth it because I see myself like working my ass off. Like give yourself credit for the things that you're already doing and like, knowing how great you really are, knowing how great your work is, your art is, like whatever your craft is or your career is. Um, so I really love that piece of like staying grounded in like how great you are and what you bring to the table. Um, but then I also love the like 
practicing piece. Cause I think too, like we all get like those jitters when we talk to someone new. Um, and I agree, like practicing talking, practicing those like um, argument points or just like getting it out before it's that high pressure situation of like, okay, I'm in the interview. Okay. I'm on the phone. Okay. I'm like doing the office tour. Um, we'll help you like get more comfortable. And if like, you can say it to a stranger, you know, who's like less pressure then it's like, it will ease you into those harder conversations. I really love Yes, that. absolutely. So actually this leads me really well into the next question, which is like, how do you help others gain that confidence asking for what they're worth um, and feeling worthy of more? Yeah. I mean, it definitely leads, is tied back to what we were just discussing. I think that everyone should practice saying things out loud. It makes a huge difference. Um, It's very different than just saying them out loud to yourself, you know, while you're looking at your notes on a computer screen or in a mirror, or, you know, again, like it's practicing with an immediate family member is not as good as practicing with someone that you're a little nervous around. The more you practice with someone you don't know well, the better. So for me, practicing with my friend's partner was fantastic. I knew him, but I didn't know know him super well, so I was nervous. Um, my clients are often nervous with me on a consultation call, and they you know apologize. They're kind of stumbling over their words while we're practicing what they're going to say, and like I just keep reminding them that that's great. Like mess up with me, be nervous with me, uh, and same again. I'm in no way saying that anyone needs to hire professional help per se. You know, whoever you're practicing with mess up and sound awful with them so that when the real deal comes, you're ready. And, you know, your, your body knows that you have already said these things out loud, like your mouth and your tongue, like it just flows better once, even if it's real bumpy when you've said it out loud, once you've said it out loud, it will come out smoother in the future. Um, so like, I'm, I think another tip in general before you walk into a situation like this is I'm always reminding people through my email newsletter and on Instagram to write down your wins every month. Make a monthly habit out of writing down your wins, no matter how small or like how crappy of a month you've had and do that all year long. Like don't just do it when you're feeling great about your job or great about your success. Um, You can do this in a Word doc or a Google doc, but once a month, just write down a few lines of what you did really well. Maybe you landed a new client or closed a big project, or maybe you de-escalated a very tense situation either between colleagues or clients and employers or, you know, multiple parties involved in a big project. Um, And then when you want to negotiate, you have this file to refer to as leverage points. So again, it's really important to just do it every single month because otherwise, if you wait until you feel like you have something worthy to put in there, you'll do it like once or twice a year. And that's not enough leverage points to discuss when you're negotiating. Um, These can also then be great speaking points for interviews. If you end up jumping ship and interviewing elsewhere, you know, it's like, it's just your file of wins. So I think that by doing this, it's just going to help you generate a whole list of leverage points to use when you want to walk into your boss's office and ask for more money. And we're all busy. So I really recommend just putting like a dollar symbol on one day a month of your calendar and don't make it like the first of the month or the last day of the month, because we often have other deadlines around then. Um, so just pick like the 21st of every month, the 17th of every month. And you put that little dollar symbol and that's your reminder, like open up that document and type out a few sentences of wins. And again, it doesn't have to be huge. It's just like for the past 30 days, what are, you know, one to three of the best things that I have accomplished or like 
managed to do? Maybe work is like a total disaster at the moment, but you know, what are some things that you still managed to do despite the circumstances? I love that. Yeah. I've heard that advice before. And I think it's so powerful. And like, it's crazy how you like have to hear some things a certain amount of times before you actually do it. But like, once I actually started doing it, like you do realize like, wow, I'm pretty awesome. Like I do great work here. And then like you said, like making a habit of doing it often, because like when you try to think about your wins from six months ago or last year or the last time you had a review, like you're not going to remember, you're only going to remember the last couple of weeks. So making, yeah, making a note of like doing it often can really like boost your own confidence. But like you said, also give you those leverage points um, to go and negotiate about better salary and show your employer or the decision maker, like, Hey, like, look at how, like, look at these great things I've done. I have it documented. Like, here we go. Yeah. I think people really most often think about this every like November. Cause a lot of people have their annual reviews, maybe between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then you're like scrambling and you do not remember what you did the previous December and January. You know, it's so hard to think back to then. And if you have this file, I think it will keep you like cool, calm and collected and be like, look at, I have 12 points that I can discuss and expand on. And of course, you're not going to use all 12. So then you can pick and choose. And maybe something back in February, you didn't feel like was a huge win, but now somehow it's panned out and is extremely relevant to your boss at the moment. And then that's a perfect thing for you to bring up and for your boss to be like, wow, you're right. That's a quality that like we really need right now going into the next year. So yeah, you totally deserve that raise. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. Tell me what is like one of the best rewards or benefits of doing the work you love, of running your own business? Because like you said, like this was not your background at all. You kind of like happened into this career, happened into the business. So like, tell me a little bit about that. And like, what has been one of the greatest like rewards or benefits of doing the work that you love? Sure. I would say the fact that I feel very busy at the moment with um, my husband is working from home. He works long hours. We have a one-year-old that is just walking and climbing and getting up onto everything. Like he needs to be supervised 24 seven. So despite all this going on, oh, and then I had part-time nannies, which are no longer coming to our home because of COVID-19. So despite all of this, like I am eager to wake up early before the baby gets up um, or not both in the same day, but other days I will stay up late after the baby goes to bed. Um, I need sleep. So I don't necessarily do both in the same day. Um, I'm just like eager to do what I do. And I know that you make time and you find the time when you are doing something you love. And if I had to do a job right now and work remotely for an employer that I hated or, you know, for a a company that I knew just had a toxic workplace. I think it, I would be struggling so much right now. I would have a very hard time finding, finding the time to get tasks done. And because I'm doing something that I really love, I find the time and um, I'm, I'm just so happy doing it. I, I love knowing that I help women get more money because I think that we all need to be negotiating our salaries and it just takes someone reminding you that, you know, you shouldn't just sign that new job offer without counter offering. Um, I just, that's why, you know, my current title and it's always evolving is career pop talker because like, I love being, you know, the voice in someone's ear when they're like, should I ask for more? Do I ask for more? Is that reasonable? Like I want to be that pop talk for you before you go into that situation. 
Because yes, you should, you absolutely should ask for more. Um, and I think that it's just so much more comfortable going into a situation like that. If somebody has validated like, yes, you should not just take an offer without counter offering. Um, so I don't know, that's a long winded way of saying, oh, I love what I'm doing. Yeah, I love that. I, I really do. And I think what the, one of the things I talk about a lot is like doing what you love and like giving yourself permission to, um, follow your dreams, follow your heart and like do what lights you up the most. So hearing that you like, you know, we all have a billion things going on. Like COVID-19 has been like kind of a shit show. Um, yes, and so, so many. So like, yeah. And so like hearing that, like, despite that, despite everything that's going on with your husband at home and the baby at home, like that you love what you do so much, like it is worth the extra hours. It's worth putting in the work and like the reward you get back from that, from serving your clients. is just like, Oh, it's so rewarding. I love hearing people talk about what they love to do. So in closing, what is your like best advice for someone who's pursuing a creative career or um, wanting more in life? Sure. I, this interview has flown by. I have, <laughs> I think I have lots to say about this. Um, I firstly will just say, keep going after what you love doing. If you're in a career that you love, but you're hating your position or you're hating your salary or you're really frustrated by, frustrated by the number of paid days that you have off, then like we need to talk and we need to get you negotiating so that you can enjoy that job more. And if you don't like your current employer and you want to jump ship, please do it. Um, same with, you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you're running your own business and it's gone in a direction that no longer makes you super passionate about it, jump ship. Like I've mentioned, I have two degrees, uh, like two college degrees in science and a decade of experience in water resources, working on urban flooding, and now here I am turning 34 this summer and I run my own business helping women negotiate salaries. Like, that's crazy. Like, I have no training in this. It's just my life experience. And now every client that I work with, I gain more and more experience, more insight. Um, and realistically, you know, I'm going to be working for many more decades. I am not on track to retire at 40. <laughs> like that's, you know, six and a half years away. I'm going to be working for multiple more decades. Um, so I'm just so glad that I found a career that I love. And a really unfortunate statistic is that men are so much more likely to apply to jobs when they're like, when they're only 60% qualified and women are much more likely to apply for jobs when they are hundred percent qualified. So if qualifications are holding you back from applying for a job that would make you really happy, please apply anyway. The same goes for if a job has a lesser salary than what you're earning now. Like I've been in that exact position where I was in a a very uncomfortable work situation that I hated. I hated, you know, I had a pit in my stomach every Sunday night thinking about going to work. And I found another job that was very close to my house would drastically reduce my commute time, but the salary was significantly less. The benefits were less. Um, and I negotiated the heck out of it so that it was, you know, a minor step down in salary. And I got them to match the same vacation time that I'd left. So don't be afraid to negotiate, you know, if you see something else that would make you um, happier. Also, if it's something, you know, in a career, if you want to switch careers, I think a lot of people, especially maybe now having been at home, people are thinking of career pivots. What do they really want to do? And if you want to totally switch industries, like I'm an example of that. Like we, we can do that. Um, so I would say prepare a heck of a lot for that application. Don't just drop your resume in a pile of people who, you know, 
have been on that career track because you haven't been. I think you should spend time seeing the specific skills that that employer is asking for. And then think about your current experience in education. And while it might be in a different sector, in a different industry, try and think of what you can relate. Like, this is a topic that I work on so often with women through, I do like an hour consultation call and a client is looking to pivot their career and they just have no idea how to connect the dots of what they've been doing to what they want to be doing. Um, So... When we do this, and this is, again, something you can totally do for yourself. This is not a pitch for my services. Um, What I ask the client to do is send me over their resume and send over the job posting. And then before the call, I will print both out. And then I highlight specific words that the employer is looking for, like what keywords, what skills, what experience are they looking for? Again, 110%, you can do this yourself at home. Then I go to their resumes, um, to their resume, and I highlight the skills that my client has that matches those. Um, And then I'll use a new color marker. So just like, again, you need two Sharpies, (laughs) two different colors. And then I put a star next to anything that the job is asking for that is not highlighted on the client's resume. So like, what, what is missing here? And it's amazing how often I'm talking to a woman and then she's like, oh, wait, no, I have done that. Or like, I guess I have this experience, you know, in this sector that would kind of relate in this other way. Um, you know, I just, I guess I just left that off my resume. Again, like a resume should be one to two pages, so you can't fit everything. Um, and the interview process is not like a huge secret. The employer at the end of the day is trying to find the right person for the right job. And it's your time. It's your job to spend your time wisely to explain how and why that's you. Um, and again, just go for it to make yourself happy, please. So then during the interview, I think like if you've already applied for a job, it's totally reasonable to say, you know, I know the job posting listed a few specific types of experience you're looking for. Do you mind if I expand a bit and share a couple examples of experience that I think would be a great match? Like it's not game over if you've already applied and you need to like retroactively explain yourself. Um, so again, I just think, I think that you need to go for what you love Obviously, we need to be financially stable, take care of our families, make sure our financial situation is okay. But within reason, jump ship, find a job that you love, um, take the risk of you know being nervous and scared and ask your employer for more. Like Maybe you don't have to jump ship. Maybe if you negotiated a new job title, some new responsibilities, an extra week of vacation, like maybe you would love your job. Um, so I just think that negotiation is always worth it. I love it. I just want to highlight you and say like, while you were talking, I just like, I really love this. I love, it's so clear that like, this is what you're meant to do. Cause like the way that you talk about it, it's so concise. It's so clear. It's so like, no, do what you love. Ask for what you deserve. Like you deserve it. You can have it. Here's how. So I just want to share that. I like, oh, I'm so glad that we connected. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Cause like the whole time you were talking, it was like, yes, 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 yes. All the things. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. As we wrap up, tell everyone where they can connect with you, your website, social media, all the places where they can find you. Sure. Thank you so much, Jillian. I am just so happy to be here on your podcast. Um, Like I said, like practice makes perfect. So, you know, the more podcasts I do, the better this will be. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk on a podcast. You know, I think every podcast, every podcast I do, I'll get less nervous. So thanks so much for having me. So again, my name is Monica Rockstro, and that is where I am everywhere on the interwebs. It's Monica with a C, and then Rockstro is like rock music, so R-O-C-K, 
S-T-R-O-H. My website is monicarockstro.com. On Instagram, I'm at monicarockstro. TikTok, I've been really enjoying TikTok. I had a couple of videos go viral. Um, I need to get back on. But so TikTok, I'm also at Monica Rockstro, Facebook, Monica Rockstro. Um, And if you're on my website, I really encourage you to join my email list. I send out a bi-weekly newsletter with career tips, tricks, trends. Um, Of course, I'm going to talk about salary negotiation often in that newsletter. Um, And yeah, so Monica Rockstro all over the interwebs. Awesome. And I'll be sure to put all of those in the show notes as well. Um, so thank much. you so much, Monica. This has been amazing. I love talking to you. I love other women who are like going after money and encouraging people to get more money for themselves. So this is perfect. Thank you so much, Jillian. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to the Money Confident Podcast. My sincerest hope for the show is that you get the tools, the tricks, the kick in the ass that you need to bring your dream to life. I'm so, so thankful that you're here. Talk soon.